Why do you love it so much? I think if you own your own business, you have to be prepared to take risks. Being a woman doesn't hold you back from achieving success. Yep, so if you're struggling, just stop and pause and, and really reflect on why am I struggling here. But I've also worked really hard and telling me it's luck, I think, just takes away some of that recognition of the hard work. One last question. Welcome to Tea with the Queen, a show where I talk with some of my favourite go-getters, inspiring and courageous women in leadership and business. I'm your host, Emma McQueen. I'm a business coach, executive coach, author and speaker. And for 20 years, I've been working with women to unlock their potential and get paid their worth while doing work they love. Have you ever tried hypnotherapy? Well, according to today's guest, it can help you achieve better health, be more motivated and successful, overcome struggle and generally be a happier you. Who doesn't want all that? Victoria Gallagher is a worldwide leader in hypnotherapy, a best-selling author, international speaker and life coach. She's also the author of the best-selling Practical Law of Attraction, the number one best-selling hypnosis book on Amazon for two years. Victoria is based in Florida and I'm based in Victoria. (laughs) We chatted about the benefits not only of hypnotherapy but meditation and mindfulness, both of which have worked wonders for my own life. Victoria, thank you so much for joining Tea with the Queen. It's lovely to have you here. Yes, it's lovely to be here. And it's, it's lovely to see you again after our wonderful interview that we had together. Oh, thank you so much. It's, uh, it's, it's so exciting that we're able to do that on each other's podcast, isn't it? It really is. It really is. I'm going to jump straight in and ask you some questions as to guide to our conversation today. But I'm curious, you were a financial consultant for a number of years and then became certified in hypnotherapy. Was there something about financial consultancy that led you to being a hypnotherapist or are they unrelated? They're pretty well unrelated. As a matter of fact, they really are about as opposite end of the spectrum as you can get. Yeah. But what led me to becoming a hypnotherapist was really just getting burnt out on the profession and kind of coming to this realization at some point that I'd really gone off track in my life and I was sort of blindly following a a path that was exciting for a time but then once I achieved all my goals and I achieved a certain level of success I kind of realized that I got into this profession for all the wrong reasons and I really wasn't following my heart and that led me to taking a lot of personal growth seminars and during the seminars we would do closed eye techniques and the closed eye techniques were magnificent and I just wanted to share the awakenings and the awareness that I was getting through these closed eye techniques with the world and decided to create my own line of recordings and therefore I needed to get certified and become a hypnotist who had all the credentials and the rest is history. That was 22 years ago. Wow, I love that. I love it because... You know, we talk these days about how we all have 
lots of different careers and gone are the days where you're going to do A, you're going to be a lawyer, and then you just are a lawyer. And how lovely is it that you went, no, this isn't for me, and got off the, got off the treadmill and went, I want to do something I love. Exactly. And it was so interesting, too, because speaking of hypnosis, my father, who was in the business for 30 years, he had seen people come and go in that industry. And he told me right when I got into it, he said, you know, you'll you'll do this for a half a dozen years and then you'll go on and do something else. And I mean, almost like clockwork. (laughs) I ended up following exactly what he said. I didn't, you know, nobody knew exactly what the end would look like or the beginning of the new career would look like, but it was, (laughs) he was right. Oh, wow. I mean, did you tell him he was right? (laughs) You know, I I said, hey, you know what? No one no one likes it. You to- uh, I told you so, but <laughs> I love that. Um, and for our listeners, can we talk about what hypnotherapy is precisely, and who benefits mostly from it? Absolutely. So hypnotherapy is really a way to bridge the two parts of your mind your conscious mind, which is roughly about five or 10% of, of your mind, your logical, rational thinking mind with the ever powerful subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is ultimately the, you know, it's 90 to 95% of your mind. And it's ultimately running the show. And so hypnotherapy is a process by which you can give answers or give suggestions to the subconscious mind through a process of deep relaxation and reprogramming the mind to to do what it is that we would like it to do because you know we we kind of get stuck with these uh these unconscious beliefs that that hold us back and it's also a way to get answers so it's really a two-way communication system between the conscious mind and the and the subconscious mind it's actually amazing isn't it that so much of us um, our mind and our thoughts is all subconscious really isn't it It really is. It's running the show. I mean, if you really think about it, its job is to run you as a human being. Its job is to run your your brain, your blood flow, your heartbeat, your lungs, everything. And then, of course, it also is all of the long-term memories, your emotions, and your and your beliefs. And it's constantly comparing whatever data we're receiving with whatever data is already there. And it typically rejects any data that, you know, unless you get into a relaxed, calming state of hypnosis, it's typically just going to throw out any data that doesn't match up with our existing belief system. And it does that you know, to keep us safe, to keep us alive, uh, to keep the constancy within our body. It blows my mind how powerful our brains and our minds are, doesn't it? Oh, it's the most powerful thing on the planet. I mean, it is literally, we don't even know how powerful it is. That's how powerful it is. I mean, as powerful as you can possibly imagine, 
it goes beyond. It's infinite. It's, you know, they're still studying the mind to this day. They're still studying the power of the brain and the subconscious mind and our wiring and learning how we can rewire. And it is just incredible. But I mean, if you think about the most sophisticated computer that can do everything, I mean, that computer pales in comparison to what our subconscious mind is able uh, to do. And I think it's really interesting because I've noticed over the last few years that people are turning to what they would call alternative treatments as opposed to more drugs, really. We have had a EMDR specialist on here. We've had a theta healer on here. And I'm noticing more and more that either people are opening up or now it's time for those alternate therapies to pop out. Are you seeing that? I am, definitely. I mean, and I think for me, I have a little bit of a bias and I have a tendency to associate with people. So to me, it feels like that's all there is because that's all I'm really exposed to. Of my 5,000 friends on Facebook, probably 4,900 of them are hypnotherapists. And, you know, so it's like we're constantly talking about this this topic. And it is like this law of familiarity. I have this constant like feeling like, oh, everybody, everybody knows this, like, (laughs) there's nothing new that I could share. But then occasionally I am, you know, I, I do get exposed to the real world. And I realize, oh, not everybody's following along this path just yet. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, it is definitely becoming much more mainstream. I mean, you can see that when you do a search for any kind of, uh, you know, if you do a search for hypnotherapy, you'll just see so many search terms come up, whereas 10 years ago, it wasn't like that at all. Mm, Yeah, it's been interesting to watch, really. What's your view on what holds us back from being our best selves? My view on what holds us back is it's our belief system. You know, when we are born, you know, between zero and six years old, you know, we are our brains, they say that our brains are just like sponges. And we're all subconscious mind, we're 100% subconscious mind until we're about six years old. And then when we become six years old, that's when all of our conscious faculties, and we're actually able to make decisions for ourselves and ask ourselves, is that really true? And begin to make assessments about things on a logical, rational way. But during that uh, time up until we're six years old, we're getting programmed with all of these really hard limiting uh, beliefs that are carried over from our family and people, you know, that are teaching us in school, our teachers and and clergy. And, you know, they teach us things like the bad things about money, that you can't afford things. And we learn about relationships. We learn how to interact with each other. And we learn all of that at such an early age when we have no ability to reason. And so it creates these limiting beliefs. And about 80% of our character is done 
how we're going to be is done by the time we're six years old and about 90% by the time we're 18. So before we're even like able to make adult decisions for ourselves, we're done. We are who we're going to spend the rest of our lives being. And that is a constant thing that is holding people back is those is those limiting beliefs. Once you become aware of them, you know, then it becomes much easier to turn them around and using hypnosis, using programming and and meditation and affirmations and visualization and all these wonderful tools. But until you realize that they're there, you know, they're running the show and they're holding they're holding you back from being your best self. Yeah, it's so scary, isn't it? It's so scary that I mean, as a parent, I sit here going, all my work is, you know, for the first six years. <laughs> and then they're yeah, who they it's are. super important. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, and it's unintentional, you know, of it's course. like like parents always do their best, you know, and, you know, I think uh, before people become parents, I think having an understanding of like how sensitive the brain is, the children that you're raising, that you're basically giving them their, you know, their belief system for their life. <laughs> do you know what? It's so interesting. And this, this, this really makes sense to me. So I've got three daughters, but I have my littlest is seven. So she's just had six years of programming. <laughs> and um, it's really interesting to me. Um, I'm fairly positive, like as like my natural state is quite positive and optimistic. And I hear things come out of her mouth and I think, oh, that's me. That's so like she'll say something like um, we, we've been doing remote learning for a little while here and I couldn't get her onto a Google Meet. She's like, Mom, I really want to get on the Google Meet. I really want to see my friends. I'm like, I know, honey, I'm trying. Tech and me don't love each other, but I'm really trying. Anyway, I wasn't able to do it in that instance. And I just said to her, there's something wrong. I need to call the school, blah, 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 blah. She's like, okay, Mum. And she walked away and she walked back in and she said, Mum, you know the good thing about not being able to get on Google Meet? I'm like, what's the good thing? She's like, that I'll be able to do my work quicker. And I thought, <laughs> talk about reframing your... <laughs> Your disappointment. Yeah, that's a pretty good reframe. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. And it was in that, and and that that clearly came from you. Well, it was in that moment where you go, okay, something's worked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, good work. Good work there. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Tell me, how does hypnosis help with personal growth? So obviously, we've talked about subconscious and really kids being sponges and bits and pieces. So I assume that there are some people who grow up and they have not got the positive mindset, whatever it is, but obviously they go, there's something I need to fix with this or there's something I need to work on. How does hypnosis help with that? So what hypnosis does is it really makes the ability to change that much easier and that much uh, faster because you know changing ourselves and growing ourselves is really the essence of personal growth. And so, you know, what hypnosis does is it just speeds up that whole process. And, you know, and it helps us like, you know, to get connected to that subconscious mind so that we can go in and we can rewire the brain to help us to become that person that we've always meant to become. And it can also help to guide you, you know, in, in hypnosis, it can help you to guide 
you to find those answers to like who you know who do i really want to be you know what's what's important to me what are my values and you know to really get in touch with you know those hidden secrets that are laying dormant within us that we might need to tap into in order to really really become the best person that uh, we're you know meant to become yeah. I mean, I'd love to, I'll throw an example at you and we'll kick it around. So let's say I have been stressing over my career or a new business and I'm stuck in a rut and I just can't seem to shake off that pessimism or negative self-talk. Any tips on how to stop the downward spiral? You know, and here's the thing, we have all been in exactly, I think just it's our human nature. I don't care how long you've been practicing this stuff, we all hit those roadblocks, those ruts. So, and I've been there myself. And, you know, for me, it's a process of using multiple techniques. And when I say techniques, so the techniques of visualization, really mentally rehearsing, seeing yourself going down that path of, you know, that negative self-talk, that, that pessimism, really seeing yourself in that downward spiral, and then being able to say, you know, to yourself in that visualization, okay, stop and reroute and see yourself actually being able to stop that process and go in another direction. And doing that in a state of hypnosis is even more powerful. And then another way is just simply, you know, through continuing that process in our waking hours because we will take the 20 minutes or 25 or 30 minutes in the morning or in the evening to do the hypnosis and which is great but sometimes it's not enough to be perfectly honest i mean we need to Oh, I, I hate it when I can't find the, the exact word. Immerse. We need to immerse ourselves in the new way of thinking sometimes. And I was having a little bit of a, a stuck moment myself. And so what I found is just continuing throughout the day to listen to, you know, positive speeches, positive videos, positive affirmations, uh, going for walks out in nature and literally screaming around me at the trees life is beautiful i am so grateful and you know and, and really just talking to yourself in a different way and that will eventually it's not necessarily an overnight process but you know give it 21 days or so of uh, really immersing yourself in the way that you want to be the way that you want to be thinking the way you want to be talking to yourself and you will find that's like oh I am feeling better now. I'm starting to like really get this and and it does change, but it's, you know, it's a little bit of a process. Yeah, nothing. There's no easy fix, is there? Yeah, I always like to give people the the truth, the honesty. You know, I I'm not really I mean, I would love to be able to say, "Yes, it's so magical. Just pop this tape in and boom, <laughs> your whole life is going to change overnight." <laughs> I love that. I mean, <laughs> Um, but you know, I like to really kind of give people it's like, yeah, you know what it is a little it's it's a little hard work, you know, and it wasn't overnight that those negative thoughts developed those negative thoughts have been sitting there brewing probably for years. And you've just allowed yourself to immerse yourself in those thoughts for a little while. And uh, you know, and I've, I've noticed 
sometimes when my negative thoughts are taking over, it's because maybe I've been watching a little bit too much of the news or I've been engaging a little bit too much in some of the unproductive conversations on social media with, you know, people that like to, you know, talk about the negative. And, you know, you, you have to also kind of create a little bit of space from those things because, you know, the mind tends to, again, it wants to associate with whatever beliefs are already there. So it's going to grab hold of and be very vulnerable and very susceptible to more negative self-talk, more negative talking. And so you have to kind of get a little bit of separation from that. And then that's what hypnosis is just so wonderful for is to remind you, it's like, oh, yes, this is what it's like to think in such beneficial, positive ways. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's been really interesting to me to watch over the last couple of years while we've been dealing with COVID, you know, the social media, the negativity on social media, and you just really need to pay attention to what is going to help or hinder you. And I decided to switch off the news. The other thing that I did, I've been on the meditation bandwagon for a while. So I do an hour of meditation a day. I don't do it all in one go, but it's one of the first, it's the first thing I do when I wake up. And I'm only new to it. I've, I've been doing it consistently for the last year, so every day. Mm, good for you. Yeah, and it's been, it's been great for me. It's been great for me to just start the day focused on that so that I can serve my clients well. I think in conjunction with that, not watching the news, not playing into the social media stuff. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes I do have an opinion, but I think, is it actually going to serve anyone for me to put my opinion out there? No, I'm not going to do it then. Uh, because there will be other people that will jump into that spot, but that's not, I don't <laughs> want that. I don't want that juju. <laughs> Exactly. I've had to, I've had to stop myself so many times. And you know, it's just not worth it. Because yeah, you know, that it's going to be like, a, you know, it's just going to start something that, you know, everybody's going to jump in with their opposite opinion or similar opinion. And that's not what I'm here for. Yeah, totally. <laughs> me too. And I think that so the question for me is, what do you see as the benefits of meditation? I mean, personally, I know how, how it outworks, but what do you see? Oh, my goodness. I mean, to me, it is like the most beneficial thing that you can possibly do. The number one thing is it's going to reduce stress and anxiety and any of those emotional states because, you know, whenever you're feeling those emotional states, it's either because you're in the past or you're in the future. And when you're in meditation, you're in the present. And that's the goal of meditation is to get your mind focused on on the present moment. So it is a wonderful way to reduce any emotional, mental or physical stress because we deal with all stress on all three levels. It can also help you to have spiritual experiences and enlightenment and help you to, you know, to find bliss and peace and uh, to feel the gratitude for the moment. But I would say besides all that and the 
amazing job it does at reducing stress and keeping us healthy is that it also is healthy for focusing uh, the mind on thoughts that you intend to think deliberately because you know there's so many different types and styles of meditation but the the style of meditation that I usually practice um, is a silent meditation and you know that can go from anywhere from five minutes to 10 hours a day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, You're amazing. Oh, only when I go to a retreat. Where All right. A <laughs> but, um, you know, typically, you know, I, I try to do anywhere from five to uh, 30 minutes a day. And, uh, and during that time, it's really simply um, about focusing on my breathing and focusing on a, a breathing in, you know, not trying to alter my breathing, but paying attention to and just becoming aware of my breathing. And then when I notice that I'm thinking about something other than my breathing, I just simply bring my thoughts back to my breathing without any judgment, without any, no, 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 but just simply, and that very process, what that does, every single time you move your attention from something that you don't intend to be thinking about to something that you do intend to be thinking about, Every single time you do that, you're creating new wiring in your brain that is telling you that I choose what I focus on. And when you choose what you focus on, you create your life because we're typically creating our life by default because we don't have any control over where our mind goes. And so meditation really helps you to put your mind on what you are choosing to put your mind on. And it really also gives you that sense of awareness of how often, just how often, because it's going to happen dozens and dozens and dozens of times during even a five-minute meditation that your mind's going to go someplace oh, else. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to not happen, you know, but the key is that to bring your mind to say, you know, to keep doing it, to keep bringing your mind back, that's the key. And when you do that, you are strengthening that muscle in your mind to, you know, in real life, when you turn on social media, and you start to go down that path of wanting to respond to that message, it's like, oh, yeah, I can choose to look at this positive message and post and reply to that instead. So it really just puts you in charge of your whole thinking, which puts you in charge of your whole life, and you can create whatever you want, when you have total control over your your mind. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I feel the same way. I also agree with you. My mind wanders so many times in those in, in the time when I'm meditating, I always have to bring it back. And you have to be kind to yourself when you bring it back. Like just come back. Don't say oh, I shouldn't do this. You know, like I think people beat themselves up because, you know, it is hard and we've there's so much information that goes through our brain boxes every single day. Like of course your mind wanders. You just got to kind of bring it back. Absolutely. Yes. Um you've written several books including this is my favorite, the number one bestseller, Practical Law of Attraction. But it's not just about finding a life partner, is it? In a nutshell, what is the book about? In a nutshell, the book is a formula for finding success in any area of your life. It's my manifesting conditions that 
there are eight. And it's not like a typical manifesting book where they say step one, you do this, step two, you do this, step three. These eight all play a role in your ability to manifest, but they are not done necessarily in any particular order. They just all need to be balanced and in alignment. And those manifesting conditions are having a clear and specific desire, having your thoughts in alignment with that desire, having your imagination lined up with that desire, your emotions or your vibration, paying attention to your intuition and your belief system, yeah, you know, what you believe at the conscious and the subconscious, taking action, of course, and then, of course, being, you know, receiving and the, the manifestation. How do we acknowledge that manifestation through gratitude? And so it's those eight manifesting conditions, as well as some uh, techniques and qualities to help us to become better manifestors. And, you know, just it's a personal growth book. in in a nutshell, I'm finding with a lot of the people who read this, I mean, they read this almost like they read Think and Grow Rich. You know, it's like it's one of those things that just keeps giving you more nuggets every single time you read it, which I'm so honored that I, you know, was <laughs> that I somehow had this message come through me to help inspire people in such a profound way like that. But it holds the key to, to a successful life. And it's a pretty looking book. You know, like I always look at books. I get, I get drawn into those books that are really good looking. <laughs> I have my graphic designer to thank for that. She's amazing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Tell me, I understand you rescue cats, not big cats, like in Tiger King, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> That is absolutely true. So it kind of started back when we lived in Florida. And, you know, we had our uh, original set of three cats and the last one passed away. And after the last one passed away, I went to drop off some her food and toys and and donated all of that to a an animal shelter, Peggy Adams Animal Shelter in uh, Palm Beach, Florida. And while at this animal shelter, I decided that I was going to start to volunteer. And so when I started volunteering there, of course, started falling in love with a lot of the uh, the animals there. And so I adopted one. Next thing you know, I'm fostering kittens. <laughs> and I, um, in one <laughs> single year, I've fostered like 17 kittens. And yep. <laughs> and it's, you know, you, you foster them for about six weeks. You take them when usually they're about a month old and about a pound. And, and then you, you know, basically grow the kittens until they're adoptable. And then you have to give them back. And it's always heartbreaking to give them back. But you realize that, you know, the kittens, they just they get adopted right away. And they usually go to good homes. And, and it opens up your home to be able to foster more kittens again. So it's actually a good thing that you're doing when you give them back. Keeping them is the worst thing that you can do because then you're no longer able to foster. But we did actually have a what what we call a foster failure, um, which is my little black cat velvet. And um, so we have three and they're all they're all rescues. And uh, 
it's yeah very gratifying and uh and now that we're in our our dream home again we plan to be able to start fostering again it's been about you know half a dozen years since <laughs> since we've done that but yeah it's uh we we love it we love cats and we love saving animals and really stand for the you know eventual no euthanization in any state or in the world for that matter would love to see that you know change worldwide i love that i just love that there's so many facets of us as business women isn't there there's this business side and then there's the you know whatever specialty we bring and then there's other things like dogs or cats or you know whatever it is and that's just lovely Victoria, how do people work with you? How do they connect with you? Well, my favorite way, I will say, is through my HypnoCloud app. So when people download my HypnoCloud app, they get access to an entire vault library of um, hypnosis sessions on practically every topic that they can imagine. And this is my life's work over the last 22 years, all put into uh, this one little app that you can download called HypnoCloud from uh, the App Store. You know, you get introduced to my whole universe um, when you download that app. And then the other way is just by contacting me on my website, victoriamgallagher.com. And, uh, you know, and that will also show you, you know, access to the courses, coaching, my books, and things like that. So those are a couple, a couple of the ways that people can find me. That's so excellent. Victoria, thank you so much for your time today. I've learned so much more about hypnotherapy, which is, you know, I always get excited about my guests when they come on and and then I think, oh, I might need to try that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I do the same thing. I would like after a conversation, it's like I'll go and start, you know, (laughs) downloading all their things. and (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. So thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Emma. It's been a pleasure and I I can't wait to see what else you uh, are up to. Thank you, Victoria. That's it for this episode of Tea with the Queen. If you love this episode, let me know. I would love to hear from you. And you're very welcome to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to contact me directly, all my details are at my website, emmamcqueen.com.au. I look forward to your company next episode. I'm Emma McQueen. Thanks for listening. <laughs>